We are going to be talking about prayer for the next few weeks leading up to Easter. And this morning it's going to be, we're going to be kind of be centering on how there is power in prayer. How many know there's power in prayer? How many of you have experienced it recently? The power in prayer and God's moving in your life and you're seeing things happen. We're going to be discussing that. But first, you know, I just want to give a little testimony, I guess, on behalf of Marianne Herman for what God's doing in her life and touching her and healing her and, and believing for a complete wholeness in her body. But, you know, if you saw on our prayer page, if you're not part of that, just it's, it's not an exclusive club. It's just a prayer, a prayer group that we can lift up our needs. Uh, we can be praying for each other before the Lord. So if you're not part of that Orchardville Church prayer group, just request to be a part of it and you can see. But she gave a testimony in there. And I told her I apologize because I didn't see it. Usually me and Justine will see those things come through. And for some reason, it didn't show up on my phone. So she had messaged me and said, I, I sent a, a testimony, but I didn't see it. And I said, oh no. <laughs> so I got on there and I found it and we posted it. But just to hear the excitement in her voice. And she said she never doubted once in God's healing for her body. Frustration sometimes, but never doubted who he was and what he wanted to do in her life. So I'm just excited about that and what God's doing in people's lives. And I know she's excited. Her family's excited. So continue to lift her up in prayer. And also this morning, um, just want to address the elephant in the room. Okay, a lot of people are shocked by this, but we added more chairs in the sanctuary. You guys thought I was going to say something else too, didn't you? No, I don't know to say anything else, but yes, the wall has been painted and I appreciate... Uh, all right, that was about a 50-50 clap, better than I thought, so. Uh, I appreciate our staff for being a part of that, being on board with it. They're excited about it, and Mark, you know, sometimes we'll give him things and say, can you make this happen, Mark? And I always believe he can do it, so I don't have any doubt in my mind. Mark uh, was the mastermind behind all of this, and we're just happy with how it turned out. So, thank you, Mark. Thank you, staff. That was the real elephant in the room, so... I wasn't even going to talk about it. I was hoping you guys noticed it. So, But again, staff all pitched in and helped paint. I did a little bit, like that section right over there. That was mine. So if there's anything messed up, it's my fault. So anyway, power in prayer. First things first, I'm going to do something a little different like I always do because I'm different. And I promise this will tie in later to what I'm going to be talking about somehow. All right, I need six volunteers. Now, I just will tell you, I'll give a disclaimer ahead of time. You have to do something. I won't say what it is, but I need six volunteers. And I cannot move on from the message until I get six. Bryson, come on up. There's one. Macy, Kobe, there's three. Oh, I saw my team. I'm not going to get any adults to help me. Three, four, five, six. All right, that'll be fine. They're all scared. That's why, Bryson. That's why they're... They're scared to come up here of what I'm going to have them do. Now, we are going to have a little competition here. Let me pick teams. If you get picked last, I'm sorry. It's not like the playground stuff, okay? Let me split you up here. Bryson, you'll be over there. Let's just do this. Go over there. You guys stay over here. That worked out. All right, we're going to have a little competition here. You're going to have to dribble a basketball, one person on your team, so you need to decide who that's going to be. Now, Carlin has some equipment up here, so if you can't dribble, don't volunteer, okay? 
You're going to have to dribble the basketball 20 times, 20 dribbles. If you can't, I mean, if you need to take your shoes and socks off to count that, that's fine as well. Okay, one of you guys on your team will be doing the same thing, 20 dribbles with the basketball. You're also going to have to do 20 jump ropes with this official jump rope. This is Mark Miller's. He told me he was a champion in the jump rope, but he is not going to demonstrate that. Who's your, who's your jump roper? Oh, uh, uh. can you jump rope? You don't know? <laughs> That's bad for your team. <laughs> and then one of you has to make a paper airplane. <laughs> okay. So, Walker, if you need a little room, um, you, can, you can go off over there, or maybe or down on the floor. Just don't hit anybody with it, okay? And I'm going to time you guys. Now, you're going to get the same chance to do all three in the fastest time wins. I'm also going to give you guys an advantage. Now, you can't look at this or open it until I tell you to. Will you keep this for your team? It's an advantage that you can use, but not until I tell you to. Just keep it in your pocket for now. You keep this one. Lovely daughter of mine. All right, are you guys ready? You can't, you can't use those until I tell you. All right, are you ready? You guys are going to be going first. Now, you're not going at the same time. We'll do Walker first. Okay, then Kobe, and then Briley's going to do hers, all right? As soon as you get done with 20, say, I'm done! <laughs> he said, do they have to be in a row? <laughs> you just got to get 20, Walker. All right? <laughs> I promise this will tie in. 20, doesn't matter how you get it, just get 20, make sure they're jump ropes, okay? You're gonna go first, as soon as he gets 20, then you're doing what? 20 dribbles, not off the stairs. I wouldn't start right there, okay. And then you gotta make a paper airplane as soon as he's done, okay? <laughs> Woo! I didn't say I had to fly, you just gotta make a paper airplane. All right, here we go. Ready, set, go! I think you had three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, there you go. Eight, not eight, nine, ten, eleven. We'll stop at fifteen. Twelve, thirteen, fourteen. One more. One more. One more. Fifteen. Go. Seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Go! Oh my, Briley, that's kind of slow. I don't know. Paper airplane coming up. Almost there. That is pretty good. I'm impressed. Hold it up so we can all see. Is it ready? Time! All right, one minute. In three seconds, one minute, three seconds. Okay, you guys stay up here. We're going to find out who wins. Who's the dribbler? Who? Oh. <laughs> you might want to go down there. Watch out for the baby, okay? Or in that corner over there. Just, I don't know what he did to it. Hopefully it still jumps. And Bryson, you're making the paper airplane at the end. You know how to do this? Okay. Are you guys ready? 103 is the time to beat. Are you ready? Who's going first? Jump ropes, right? 20, or 15, sorry, 15. Walker made us change it. 15. 
15. Ready, set, go. Three, four, five, six, six, seven, eight, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, You were looking at the ball the whole time. Here we go. <laughs> you better hurry. You better hurry. Perfection does not matter on this one. Here we go, here we go, here we go. <laughs> Just hold it up. If it looks like a plane, you're good. Let me see. Yes, done. All right, you guys can put these back. Give them a hand. Uh, their time was what? 103, this team, 113. You guys are the winners. You are the winners. All right, thank you guys. And you're like, what in the world does that have to do with prayer? Well, we'll get there eventually. Oh, we'll talk about that. <laughs> All right, let's turn to James chapter five this morning. Thank you again, guys. You guys were awesome. something I didn't have to do, so. James chapter five, verses 14 through 16. Talking about prayer for the next few weeks and this morning there is power in prayer. Amen. This will be on the screen also. It says, are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. Confess your sins to each other. It's talking about getting your heart cleaned up. Confession frees us from heavy burdens of unresolved sin or our secret sins. So confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer or the fervent prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Amen. Amen. What a powerful portion of scripture there. Earnest or fervent prayer. You know, a lot of times, much of our prayer is not effective simply because it's not fervent. What? Fervent prayer. It's offered with this, sometimes we give this lukewarm attitude that literally asks God to move in something that we're not even really interested in. And we're asking him to move on our behalf and we're giving these lukewarm kind of prayers. But effective prayer must be fervent prayer. Fervent is an intense passion when you pray. Fervent prayer is an intense passion in that prayer. That comes from somewhere totally different. You know, it is just talking to God, but fervent prayer is a passionate prayer for God to move on behalf of what you're requesting of him as you're communicating with him, as you're praying, okay? Fervent prayers of a righteous person. Righteous person, a morally right person. Someone who recognizes the righteousness is found in Jesus. Someone whose personal walk is right with Jesus. So the fervent prayers of a righteous person 
availeth much and produces wonderful and powerful results. I love it when God moves. I love when we see God move and we pray and God moves and we see things happen. I love seeing that. That's a testimony of his goodness and his faithfulness to us. So if I asked you what prayer was this morning, and I'm not asking you to verbalize that, but if I asked you what prayer was, what would you say in your own terms? What would you say prayer was? Um, what exactly is prayer? What's the point of it? Why do we pray anyway? And a lot of times when we pray, when we think about prayer, we think about, oh, that's when we ask God for something. That's when we want God to do something for us. And if that's the way you think, that's perfectly fine. I'm not going to be mad at you or yell at you or anything. But that's what pops in our head is the first thing is we ask God for things. That's what prayer is. But it's something much more powerful than that, than just asking God for things. You know, prayer is talking to God, and that sounds pretty simple, and it doesn't sound all that powerful. Oh, I just got to talk to God, and I'm praying. Yes, you are. You're having communication with him, and you're praying. And being able to talk to God is one of the most powerful things in the world, that the creator of the universe, the one that formed everything, the one that sent his son to die on the cross for you, had this plan for your, you and your life, to spend eternity with him, wants to talk to you. He wants you to communicate with him, to talk with him. And the prayer offered in faith, Hebrews 11, 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer, again, of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So praying can make a sick person well, okay? It can heal, it can forgive sins, all because you said a few words. Not exactly. It's not about the words we say when we pray and we talk to God, it's about who we're saying them to. It's not that I have to have some perfect prayer when I pray over people at the altar, or when somebody comes to the altar and gives their life to the Lord, it's not that you have to be perfect in your words and have to be powerful. Um, there's some certain people when they pray, you're like, dang. <laughs> Kathy Sutton's one of them. <laughs> but when they pray, you just know. And, and, and sometimes we get caught up in, I can't pray like that. But it's not about the words you're saying. And if you're saying them perfectly, it's about who you're saying them to. Amen. And he hears all of us. He hears all of us. So if you believe in God, if you believe that he created the whole world, that he created you, and that he has a plan for your life, then you know just how powerful he is. And again, I, I, my testimony is, is, is going through some junk in my high school years and depression and anxiety and suicidal thoughts, and I know how powerful God is because he brought me out of all of it. That's part of my testimony that I get to share with people. This is how powerful God is. I prayed and asked him to take these things from me and he did it. That's powerful. And the Bible's full of these powerful stories about prayer. And we're gonna look at one this morning about a woman named Tabitha or Dorcas in the Greek. Everybody gets a little kick out of that name sometimes, Dorcas. But it's actually a beautiful name. I think it has to do with a gazelle or deer-like. So it's a beautiful name. But we're gonna look at that story and that's found in Acts 9, Verse 40, and at the par, part of the story that we're going to be looking at, Tabitha had become sick and just died, and the disciples heard that Peter was in town, so they asked for him to come over. 
He was actually in a town not too far from there, and they asked him to come. And we're just going to zero in on Acts chapter 9, verse 40 this morning. It says, But Peter asked them all to leave the room. Then he knelt and prayed. Turning to the body, he said, Get up, Tabitha. And she opened her eyes. When she saw Peter, she sat up. And just a second, she, Tabitha was dead. That's what it says here in the scripture. She was dead. And how was she able to come back to life? Was it because Peter said these perfect words when he walked in the room? Was it just because he walked in and she came back to life? No, he did something first. Not even saying about sending people out, he prayed. If it was just in what he said or who he was as a person, that would have happened as soon as he walked in. But it says he stopped and he, and he prayed. He prayed to the one that can change things. So if we have this power at our fingertips, the power to just sit and have a conversation with God who is so powerful that he can raise people from the dead, then why don't we use it as often as we should? Why do... Um, certain things and certain situations come up in our lives and, and throw us, you know, into these moments of turmoil and tension and stress. Instead of just taking that right to the Lord and praying, we get caught up in whatever we're dealing with. Why don't we use this, this weapon that we have in prayer more often? We know how powerful God is. Why don't we tap into it more often? Teams from earlier, I gave you guys some advantages, didn't I? Okay, open them now. And read it out loud to me. Briley, what'd you guys have? What advantage did you guys have for your team? You didn't have to dribble the basketball. Well, that would have helped your time. Brylan, what was yours? Or Macy, you got it? You don't have to jump rope. You went pretty fast, Macy, but I think that would have shaved off those 10 seconds maybe. Now, were those advantages advantages for you? Were they advantage? Did you get to use them? No. So it really didn't help you in the competition. Um, it would have been nice if I would have told you that beforehand, correct? And then your time would have been a lot better and you might have won as your team. But you guys didn't get to use those. Um, same thing. We have this advantage in prayer that we can talk to God anytime, whenever, wherever we want to, but yet we don't always take advantage of that. That no matter what I face, no matter what the enemy tries to bring against me, I have a way to take it right to the Lord. I have this advantage as a Christian. The world doesn't have this. I'm a, I'm a child of the king. I can, I can boldly come to God and say, I need help. And I don't have to say it perfectly. I just got to pray and recognize him for who he is and believe in who he is. And just pray. And I have that advantage. No rules to praying. Again, you don't have to say to do anything specific. And in fact, you can pray wherever and whenever you want to. And that is so powerful to have on your side. We have to be using it. Sometimes we don't pray, and I'm guilty of this too, because we don't feel like we're close enough to God. Like, uh, I, just, I just can't ask him for something right now because my life's a mess. You know, I, I, just, I just can't. Or... We know that there's things in our lives that we need to probably clean up and be forgiven of. So then that might be a reason that we, we kind of back off from wanting to pray and ask God for anything or talk to God about things. 
Rylan, I'm going to use you again for a volunteer. Okay? Just come on. Don't make me spank you in front of everybody. I want you to go over to, let's see, I want you to go over to Karen Wason. You see her way over there in the corner? Okay. I want you to go over there, and she's going to tell you something. I don't know what she's going to tell you. You can tell her anything you want to, Karen. Okay? I just want her to tell you something, and then I want you to start telling me that thing that she tells you from over there. Okay. No yelling, just talk to me. Okay, once she tells you, start telling me. All right? Go ahead. So, again, talking this morning about prayer and how powerful that is, make sure you listen well. And then as soon as she tells you, just start telling me. Okay? Don't yell it. Or else, thank you. <laughs> so, again, talking about how powerful prayer is, and that's, that's such a weapon that we have and something that we don't always utilize all the time like we should. Do you have your message? Okay, go ahead and tell me. And, and I love that prayer. Are you saying anything? I can't. So prayer is fantastic and it's wonderful and we should uh, come a little closer. Try it from there. And as we continue to talk about this and how we have this power and how he, you know, Peter prayed this, I can't hear you still. Come on. Can you walk a little bit closer? Just keep coming up a little bit. It's probably not going to be close enough. Go ahead and tell me what it is. So as, he, as he's praying and he raises her from the dead, I'm thinking, wow, what a, what, this is powerful. And, and, uh, and I've shared some testimonies with you guys, and you're even amazed how God moves. Oh, sorry, I didn't hear you. Come on, come closer. A little closer. Right now she wants to punch me right in the throat. Go ahead. And, and when we think about... The, go ahead. Our prayers are powerful. Our prayers are powerful. Thank you. I couldn't really hear you until you got closer to me. And she's saying in her head, I will never, ever get up again. But I wanted to show you guys something that, you know, I didn't actually hear her until she came closer to me. Now, that's not that way with God. You know, we don't have to wait on God to get closer to us for, uh, him to, for us to hear him. But when we pray, when we talk to God, that brings us closer to him. So when I get on my knees or, or I'm driving in the car and I'm praying, wherever I'm at and I start praying, that brings me closer to him. And the closer I get to him, the more I'm going to hear his voice. And the, the more I hear his voice, the more I'm going to understand what he wants to do in my life. And the more that all the other distractions and other things going on, I'm not going to pay attention to because I'm locked into him. I'm getting closer and closer to him. The more I use this advantage and prayer, the closer I'm going to be to him. And I'm going to hear his voice. And he's going to speak to me. Thank you, Brylan. I love you. First John 5:14 says this is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will he hears us He hears us And sometimes we forget this part in there it says according to his will Again that's his plan for our life 
There's going to be some things that we don't understand why they happen the way they do, but that's God's plan, and it's not for us to understand. Okay? As soon as we can recognize that and, and know things are according to his will, he hears us, and we have this confidence that we can approach him. Um, and it's easy to read stories in the Bible about Dorcas, Tabitha, about someone being raised from the dead and think, that is powerful. I don't know what, if I'd, what I'd do if I saw that. You know, in fact, I gave a testimony about my mom's broken arm being healed without having to have surgery, and I'm not picking on Aaron, but I'm just, I'm just showing you what his reaction was. He, I, this is what he said. If he remembers, he said, are you serious? <laughs> right? And I said, yeah, I'm serious. That's how powerful God is. And, you know, whether it's because we haven't seen things happening, you know, I don't see it near as much as I did when I was a kid. But that's what, him hearing that and then him saying, are you serious? That increased his faith. That God, my, my goodness, he, God does that? He takes a broken arm that needed surgery and just heals it back up as if it didn't ever break? Yes. Yes, he does that. And, you know, I, it's amazing and powerful and, th- and God does things, but we should not be so shocked and amazed by it. What if it was the opposite, like, I prayed and God healed because I, I knew he would. Because that's who God is. And, we did, and, and not saying that we just get so routine and, yep, there's another healing, there's another one, I knew it. But an expectancy that when we pray, without a shadow of a doubt, God's gonna move according to his will in that situation. And we understand that's what he does. And we come in expecting him to move. confidence that we can approach God and he hears us. You know, a lot of times when we pray, sometimes we think we're just aimlessly throwing words out there. I hope he gets this one. I hope he hears me when I say this. We have a confidence to boldly go before the throne and pray and speak to our heavenly father. And and in fact, Jesus is interceding on our behalf. So when, you know, Walker would throw up a prayer or Jaden would throw up a prayer, that's one of my children. Hey God, one of my children's calling out. They need some help right now. They need some help right now. Let's move on their behalf. They're, they're sincere. They've got their life the way that, that it needs to be. They're, they're, they're walking the best they can with me. I can hear their, they're calling out to me right now. They're boldly becoming, coming before the throne. God, they're praying. They're seeking you. And I want to close with some verses that are Powerful. Powerful verses, and these will not be on the screen, but if you want to write them down and read them over later, you can. First uh, Peter 3.12, it says, The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. Lord watches over those who do right, and his ears are open to their prayers. First John 5.15, And since we know he hears us when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. Jeremiah 29, 12, 13, in those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. And Psalm 66, 17 through 20, for I cried out to him for help, praising him as I spoke. If I had not confessed the sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But God did listen. He paid attention to my prayer. Praise God who did not ignore my prayer or withdraw his unfailing love from me. So this morning we know that prayer can heal the sick, that prayer can forgive sins, and prayer can even raise people from the grave. But it's all about who those prayers are going to. 
I'm a guy, I like to try to work things out and fix things on my own, but there are some things in life that you cannot do on your own, that you can't fix by yourself, and you need to take those things to God and watch him move. I don't know why God's stirring up the healing waters at this time in the church, but I'm, I'm excited about it. I can't give you a straightforward answer, you know, uh, like a, I don't, that sounded bad. I can't give you the perfect answer of why it's happening, but it's happening. And I love it. I love that we're praying for people and seeing God heal. That we're communicating with God. Now, I made, I made the mention Wednesday night that we have to be a praying church. Not just seven or eight of us all together, we have to be a praying church. We have to get on our knees throughout the week and pray for lost souls to come in here. We have to pray for God to move like he wants to move. We have to pray for that freedom to be released in our church so he can do what he wants to do. Pray, 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 pray. Talk with God. The praise team would come up. There's so many powerful prayers that we can pray and scriptures that we can pray over our lives. But the most important prayer that you can ever pray is that prayer of salvation. That says, Jesus, my life is messed up. I'm living a life of sin. I can't keep going this way. And it says, all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That is one of the most powerful prayers there are when you, when you just say, God, I can't do this on my own. I need, a, I need some hope in my life. And he says, I sent my son Jesus for you. And we pray that prayer of salvation and we make that decision that we're gonna give our life to the Lord and live how he'd want us to live and for those of us in here that have, have prayed that prayer, you know how powerful that is. I mentioned that earlier. You know what God brought you out of and what he placed you into. You know, I've seen prayer change the hardest hearts in people. I remember a, a man that sat in the back of my old church where I was going, and he, he'll, he, he'll tell you this to this day, he gave off su such an aura of evil and hate that I couldn't even, I mean, I'm, I'm ashamed to admit this, I couldn't even walk up to him, I was so scared. And throughout the course of a church service, God began to do something in his heart. And by the end of that service, his countenance had changed. This, this guy was into demonic things and, and just, just messed up. And by the end of the service, he had given his life to the Lord and it just changed him. Just changed him completely. And he said that important prayer and called on the name of the Lord and his countenance just changed. That's the power of God. That's the power of prayer. So you guys will stand this morning. I'm gonna ask you just to start praying. Church, start praying right now that God moves on the hearts that need moved on this morning. That's every single one of us. But if there's somebody in here this morning that you don't know the Lord as your Savior, you have not called on the name of Jesus to be saved, 
I want to encourage you this morning to make that decision. That we're not guaranteed tomorrow. That if you don't know the Lord as your Savior, that you come up to this altar this morning. And we can pray that prayer together. And you can know this love that we sing about, this love that we talk about. You can know that love personally. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But there's forgiveness and there's hope found in Jesus this morning. Simple prayers from faithful servants are answered by a big God and used to to cause big change. And that's how I know this morning that there's power in prayer. There's power in prayer. So as they sing and we worship, not only for, for somebody that maybe doesn't know the Lord this morning, but maybe just straight away. That you've prayed that prayer of salvation, but your walk with him just doesn't line up with what it says in his word right now. And you know that. I'm gonna pray this morning that you just rededicate your heart to him. That you pray a prayer of rededication and ask him to be Lord of your life again. Or if you're in here this morning and you need prayer for healing, just whatever it is, we're gonna open up these altars. And every week I pray that God floods these altars with souls that are, are wanting to get closer to him. And that people respond to what he's doing in the church, what he's doing in their heart right now, even in this moment, in this very second, in this service. God, let your Holy Spirit move and tug on hearts right now. So as we worship and sing, just respond to what he's doing in your heart. Respond to him this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.